Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 19 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the book of Hebrews. This is the first of the eight journal epistles that are not addressed to a specific church. The author is unknown. Some think that it was written by Paul. If Paul wrote Hebrews, this would be the only epistle of Paul in the Bible in which he does not mention himself as being the author of the letter. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible because the World English Bible is in the public domain. Let's get started. The book of Hebrews has 13 chapters. The focus of the book of Hebrews is that the worship at the temple, the sacrifices, and the priest were only symbols of the real thing. The temple has been replaced with heaven itself. Jesus was the perfect and only effective sacrifice for our sins. Jesus is our high priest who ministers before God in our behalf. God has revealed himself to us in various ways in the past. In the Old Testament period, God revealed himself to Israel through prophets. God revealed his word to prophets through angels, visions, dreams, and historical acts in behalf of God's people. God saved the best and ultimate revelation of himself through Jesus Christ. The author of Hebrews shows the greatness of Jesus based on Christ's nature and the position to which God has exalted Jesus much higher than the angels. The greatness of Jesus Christ's character and nature is described as follows. Jesus is the heir of all things. Jesus is the means through which God the Father created all things. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. Jesus is the very image of God's substance, in that he upholds all things by the word of his power. Jesus made an atonement for our sins. Jesus has been exalted to the right hand of God. Jesus is superior to the angels. Let us look at these qualities. One, Jesus is the heir of all things. God has given all authority to Jesus in heaven and on earth. Matthew 28, verse 18. God has made Jesus the judge of the world. John chapter 5, verse 22. Secondly, Jesus is the means through which God the Father created all things. God the Father is the source of all things, and Jesus is the means of all things. All things were made by Jesus. John 1, 3. Number three, Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. Four, Jesus is the very image of God's substance, in that he upholds all things by the word of his power. Jesus holds the universe together. Five, Jesus made an atonement for our sins. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us. He died on our behalf so our sins could be forgiven. Six, Jesus has been exalted to the right hand of God. After Jesus' death and resurrection, God exalted Jesus to God's right hand. Seven, Jesus is superior to the angels. How is Jesus superior to the angels? One, Jesus is superior to the angels because God adopted Jesus as his son. While Jesus is God's son apart from adoption as the king of God's kingdom, he is also the son of God by adoption. Kings of Israel were considered to be God's adopted sons. Jesus is superior to the angels because, as God, the angels are to worship Jesus. Jesus as God's Son is called 
God and he rules over God's kingdom. Jesus as God's son rules over God's kingdom and righteousness. Jesus' superiority over the angels is seen in Jesus being the creator of all things. Jesus is superior to the angels because God has placed Jesus at his right hand and God will put all his enemies in subjection to Jesus. God's salvation through Jesus is great. Jesus Christ's ministry was confirmed by various kinds of miracles called signs, wonders, works of power, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. The message of angels was to be obeyed, and God severely punished those who disobeyed the revelation God gave through angels. Since Jesus is so much greater than the angels, it is even more stern of a punishment to disobey God. Christians are warned to not drift away from God. Christians should not neglect this great salvation through Jesus. Jesus, for a short while, was made a little lower than the angels, and now, because of Jesus' obedience to God, even to the point of suffering death, God has crowned Jesus with glory and honor. Jesus' ministry was to bring people to God the Father. These people God brings to Jesus are the children of God that God has given to Jesus. The purpose of Jesus' atoning death on the cross was to save us from the power of death, the power of the devil, and spiritual bondage. Jesus suffered for us and became one of us so he could be a faithful high priest and make atonement for God's people. Jesus suffered temptation but never sinned so he can help those who are tempted. Christians are called by God's holy calling to be uh, obedient to him and not to be rebellious against God. Further, God's people need to have faith in God. Christians are to consider Jesus, who is our high priest. Jesus was an example of total surrender to God. We should look to Jesus' example. Jesus was greater than Moses. While Moses was mostly faithful to God, he was a creature. Jesus is not a creature, but the creator of all things. Christians are Christ's house. Christ builds the church, and Christ is faithful to his church. Our being Christ's house is dependent on us holding to our confidence in God and staying focused on the hope of God's promises. There is a danger of God's people turning away from following God. The Hebrew writer exhorts God's people to beware of the danger of an unbelieving heart that turns away from God. Christians need to avoid sin because sin will cause us to fall away from God and will deceive us. We are Christ's partners if we stay true to God to the end. Those who do not stay right with God will not enter heaven, which is God's place of rest. People who start off as God's people will not enter God's place of rest if they put on unbelief. Christians are urged to obey God so that they can enter God's rest. God's word can discern the thoughts and intentions of a Christian's heart. Nothing is hidden from God, and we must all give an account to God. Given the danger of falling away, Christians are to hold tightly their confession of faith in Christ. Jesus Christ, our high priest, understands what we go through when we are tempted because he was tempted in all ways that we are, yet without sinning himself. Jesus is different from the high priest of the Old Testament. The function of the priest was to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. The Old Testament priest made sacrifices for sins of the people and for their own sins. God appointed Jesus to be a priest after the order of Melchizedek. 
When Jesus was here on earth, Jesus prayed to God. Including in those prayers was Jesus' prayers in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he was crucified. Jesus struggled with the suffering he knew he would face, and he prayed, if possible, he could avoid the cross. But Jesus yielded to God's will and suffered the death on the cross. Jesus was made perfect by his total obedience to God. God made Jesus the author of eternal salvation to those who obey him. The foundational teachings about God are the teachings of 1. Repentance from dead works, 2. Faith towards God, 3. The teaching of baptisms, 4. The laying on of hands to impart spiritual gifts and to receive the Holy Spirit, and 5. The doctrine of the resurrection of Christ from the dead, the hope of eternal life with Christ for believers, and the resurrection of the dead for the wicked unto eternal punishment. There is the danger of Christians losing their salvation. If Christians turn from God and live a life of sin, they are subject to being rejected and near being cursed, and this ultimately results in being burned. It is through diligence, faith, and perseverance that one will inherit God's promises. God's purpose and plan is that his people stay true to him to the end. God's purpose is confirmed with God's oath. This gives the Christian strong comfort and hope that God will, with God's help, he can stay true to God to the end and that God will give those faithful to him the promises he has given to them. Our hope of the coming of Christ is an anchor for our life. Jesus is the forerunner of this because God raised him from the dead and Jesus has entered heaven. Jesus has become our high priest interceding for us. God made Jesus a priest according to the order of Melchizedek, and he replaced the priesthood of the descendants of Aaron. Melchizedek means king of righteousness. He is the priest of the Most High God. Jesus is the king of Salem, which means the king of peace. With the change of the priesthood was the change of the law. Christ's priesthood comes from the power of an endless life. As the Bible says, you are priests forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 17, quoting Psalm 110 verse 4. Jesus has become the collateral of a better covenant. Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he lives forever to make intercession for them. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Jesus has the characteristics of the perfect high priest. Here are Jesus' priestly credentials. Jesus is holy. Jesus is harmless. Jesus is undefiled. Jesus is separate from sinners. Since Jesus is sinless, he does not need to offer up sacrifices for his own sins. Jesus died once and for all as a sacrifice for our sins. Jesus, our high priest, is seated at the right hand of God and Jesus serves as a minister of the heavenly sanctuary. Jesus is the mediator of a better covenant than the Old Testament covenant, and this new covenant is established on better promises than the Old Testament promises. The new covenant under Jesus is the one God promised through Jeremiah the prophet in Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 to 34, which is quoted in Hebrews chapter 8, verses 8 to 12. 
Hebrews chapter 8, verses 8 to 12, quotes Jeremiah as follows. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the days that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, for they didn't continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind. I will also write them on their heart. I will be their God, and they will be my people. They will not teach every man his fellow citizen, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, from their least to their greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, I will remember their sins and lawless deeds no more. Now for Hebrews chapter 9. The earthly tabernacle or temple included a holy place and a holy of holies. The holy place contained the lampstand, the table, and the showbread. In the holy of holies there was a golden altar of incense and the ark of the covenant. The priests constantly served in the holy place, but only the high priest could enter the Holy of Holies and was not permitted to do so except once a year. Before entering the Holy of Holies, the high priest offered sacrifices for his own sins and then the sins of the people. The way into the holy place was not yet revealed. These sacrifices were unable to make the worshipers perfect. Yet this was done until the time of the Reformation when Christ came. Jesus Christ came as a high priest to the more perfect tabernacle in heaven, of which the earthly tabernacle was a copy. Only Christ's sacrifice of his shed blood and death on the cross made a way for us to be cleansed from our sins. Jesus offered himself an offering without defect, and his offering is able to cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Jesus is thus the mediator of a new covenant. Jesus' tabernacle is in heaven, and Jesus appears in the presence of God for us. Christ, who was offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time without sin to those who are eagerly waiting for him for salvation. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. Jesus offered one sacrifice of himself for our sins forever, and sat at the right hand of God. God is putting Christ's enemies under subjection to Christ. Through Christ, God put his laws on the hearts and minds of those who believe in Jesus Christ. Now through the blood of Jesus, Christians have boldness to draw near to God with a true heart and fullness of faith. Christians are to hold fast the confession of their hope without wavering. Christians should gather with other Christians to provoke each other to love and good works. This is important because if we willfully sin after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there is no other sacrifice given for sins, but only the fear of God's judgment. Christians are not to go back to a life of destruction, but are to have faith to the saving of their souls. In Hebrews chapter 11, we see that Christians are to live by faith, even though we do not see the heavenly hope. We have that hope and are so sure of that hope that we live for God. The Hebrew writer gives examples of others in the past who believed God, even though they did not see the reward of their faith in this life. 
Here are some examples of people who had faith in God that the author of Hebrews mentions. First, there was Abel. Abel offered God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Abel was righteous. Enoch walked with God and was pleasing to God in how he lived, and God took him to heaven without him dying. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to be well-pleasing to him, referring to God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Noah's faith in God was shown when he trusted and obeyed God to build the ark. This ark saved Noah and his family. Noah became an heir of the righteousness that is according to faith. Abraham's faith in God led him to leaving his home to go to an unknown location or land that God promised to him and his descendants. Sarah's faith was shown when she believed God would give her a son from her own, from her own womb in her old age. Abram's faith in being willing to give his only child a promise to God was shown in Abraham's obedience to God and his faith that God could raise Isaac from the dead. By faith, Isaac and then Jacob blessed their children. Joseph had faith that the people of Israel would return to Canaan one day in fulfillment of God's promises. Moses showed faith when he gave up his privileged life as the son of Pharaoh's daughter to live a life of suffering to serve God. Moses looked for the reward of serving God. Moses left Egypt with faith in God. By faith he kept the Passover. By faith the walls of Jericho fell. By faith Rahab the prostitute protected the Israelite spies. There are other examples of faith in the Bible that the author of Hebrews gives, such as Gideon, uh, Barak, Samson, Jephna, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Then the Hebrew writer says in uh, verses uh, Hebrews 11, verses 33 to 40, um, he talks about uh, these people of faith that, quote, uh, subdued kingdoms, worked out righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, grew mighty in war, and caused foreign armies to flee. Women received their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, not accepting their deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others were tried by mocking and scourging, Yes, moreover, by bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn apart. They were tempted. They were slain by the sword. They went around in sheepskins and in goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts, mountains, caves, and the holes of the earth. These all, having had testimony, given to them through their faith, didn't receive the promise. God, having provided them some better thing concerning us, so that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 33 to 40. Given these examples of faith, Christians should put off all sin and serve God with perseverance. As we do so, we need to look to Jesus' example 
Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured death on the cross and its shame. Then God exalted Jesus to his right hand. Christians may be disciplined and punished by God, who will reveal things in their lives that they need to change. We should welcome God's chastisement because God chastens us out of love so we can be taught to obey God. God's punishment and discipline of us results in peaceful fruit of righteousness. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. Christians are to follow peace with all men and sanctification. Christians are to be on guard to not become bitter. Christians are not to be sexually immoral. In the Old Testament, God's presence came upon Mount Sinai, and the mountains smoked with fire, and the people heard God's voice, and they were all terrified, including Moses. However, we are coming to the heavenly Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, where there are multitudes of angels, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. This mountain is more awesome and fearful than Mount Sinai. This time, not just the mountains will shake, but the earth and the heavens. The Hebrew writer then says, Therefore, receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, let's have grace through which we serve God acceptedly, with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. The Hebrew writer then gives a list of the following exhortations. He uh, exhorts them to love other Christians, to show hospitality to strangers, to remember those in prison, remember those who are treated badly, honor marriage by limiting sex to be between one man and one woman married to each other, be free from the love of money and trust God to be the helper for your needs. Remember church leaders who speak God's word and imitate their faith. And then Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Another exhortation is don't be carried away by strange teachings. Number nine, be willing to suffer with Christ. Praise God and pledge allegiance to God's name. Do good and share. Obey and submit to Christian leaders. Pray for the Hebrew writer and those with him. The Hebrew writer then gives this blessing in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 to 21. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep with the blood of an eternal covenant, our Lord Jesus, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. The author ends Hebrews with these words. Grace be with you all. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 25. So the first 19 books of the New Testament in order are Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, and Hebrews. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com 
where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.